Hi, and welcome to the Sustainable Socials Podcast. I'm AK Mulford. And I'm Ann Kemp. We're here to help you grow your online community, develop holistic strategies for your brand, avoid social media burnout, and simply have more fun. Join us each week for a deep dive discussion into the world of social media and marketing mindset as a whole. If you want even more social media and marketing support, join our community at patreon.com slash sustainable socials. Hello. Well, hello. How are you? Hello. 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 I am excited for today's topic because I think, I don't think there's anyone who can't relate to this. If if you if you don't get imposter syndrome at some point yeah. as an author, are you really an author? Yeah, are you really an author? Did you really wake up today? I'm with you. I feel like it's one of those. I've had people even say to me, like, when will I feel imposter syndrome? Calm like, oh, down. If you haven't felt it yet, just wait. <laughs> You'll know when you it happens. Our child. <laughs> you little hopeful ray of sunshine. Let me hold you for a minute. It's okay, hon. It's okay. Now, this one is it's imposter syndrome. It's about second guessing ourselves when we go on social media, when we're posting, whether it's video, an, a static photo, or doing a live, whatever it is. Who am I to be talking about this? Exactly. Yeah. Who am I to be doing it? Well, you are the perfect person to be talking about it because you're the person that's going to be talking about it. Mm-hmm. It's that simple, but yet we want to cut ourselves off at the knees all the time. <laughs> when it comes to and the thing that fascinates me about imposter syndrome is that there is no mountain you can climb to get away from it you know yeah. like i like i was sure that if i was where i am now in my career that i would not feel have imposter syndrome like i would not right? there was some like either numerical value or like achievement that yes! you would get to and then go Yes. No, I'm, I'm fine. Like I'm fine. Surely, you know, like leave our like, Google Bardugo and Colleen Hoover and like those they do, they don't get imposter syndrome and they absolutely do. They all do. Everyone does. There is no like there ain't no mountain high enough. It's like the perfect thing <laughs> yeah. because it's like as you said that Get too. you away from the monsters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the new new lyrics. I think about when I struggled with acne in my twenties and I kept going at some point, you know, I'm going to be an adult and I'm not going to be dealing with it. And that's how I saw imposter syndrome at a certain point. Like at some point, you know, by the time I'm 50 and 50 has always been that number for me of like, that's going to be the point where I'm not going to get any more pimples. This thing won't happen. This other thing will happen. Definitely imposter syndrome was in that list of, you know, I'm going to be in that place at that point. No child. I have been <laughs> since September of last year and it's still, I will still get, I just had a zit to go away the other day and I still get imposter syndrome. Like it still yeah. happens. And I actually have a message from a friend of mine who's a writer in LA that I was just leaving her a message about a book I turned in today where I was going I'm in that place of the book where I'm almost done. I'm doing my revisions and re-editing things. But then I look at this thing that I have poured my heart and soul into for X amount of time. And I go, who am I to tell this story? Why, Why did I think I needed to write this? And I start to question it before it goes to the editor. Like, But yeah, and I do it with my post. I will write a post and then I'll sit and look at them sometimes and go, who am I to say that? 
Oh my God. Why do I think I need to be the one? (laughs) I feel like we psych ourselves out so much with posting where we go, no, that wasn't, this post wasn't good enough. I didn't explain that clear enough. This idea isn't what it should be. Like I I'm not, or, you know, like whatever it may be, like, I'm not a creator that can make the, like, you know, whatever it may be, like lip syncs or silly videos. I can't dance, you know, in a, you know, whatever it may be, whatever that kind of limiting belief is. Um, And we do it to ourselves constantly of like, I can't do that. You know, (laughs) I can't do that. And, you know, I think I had an acting coach years ago that she told us like, it's never going to be enough, no matter what. And I was in my twenties at that point. She's like, every time you get somewhere, you're going to wish that you had gotten to the next place. And you're always going to be thinking like, oh, okay. Like this is maybe now it's the time that I'm going to feel better. No, it's not. No, Mm -hmm. you're always going to have somebody in the back of your head and it's yourself. Who's going to be that devil tapping on your shoulder going, "Mm -hmm." you just got to get your angel to do some workouts so she can go and not be the devil. (laughs) Get off. That's why it's so important to have like non-numerical wise to things like reasons for doing things, both with authoring and social media, because when you say like, oh, well, when I sell this many copies or when I do this many things, then I will, it will never be enough. They'll immediately, you'll immediately up that number. Like you will never get to wherever that is. But if your goal is to like write stories that mean something to people, you know, and you have someone message you once a year saying like how much they loved your book, then you've achieved that goal and that will goal will stay the same forever, you know? Um, and um, and it's the same with socials, I think, when it's like, you know, for me, it's like, I want to make fun content. I want to connect with people. I want to, like, build this core base of people who really, like, love my books and want to keep showing up on social media to connect with me and read my stories. And that is means that whether I have a thousand followers or 10,000 followers, whether I the video has 10 views or a hundred thousand views it really doesn't matter as long as I'm achieving that you know yes and I feel like that is so important because I see so many people who go like well I should have 50,000 followers I should have more videos with a million views but it's like are you achieving the things that you set out to achieve with social media because if you are then it doesn't matter how many followers you have you know yeah, because then you're just setting like that might be a good goalpost for you to set for yourself to try to reach for something. But if you're using that, I think to put as like on the weight of your worth. Mm-hmm. I mean, that yeah, like, um, if I can't figure out how to make a viral videos, like, oh my God, I'm not a social media influencer or I'm not a good book talk or whatever it may be you know know. it's like we all want our accounts to help us with like um you know converting to sales of course but so much of it is more than that too of like building communities growing your newsletter list getting more super fans you know like all of those things and if you're making content that will do those things and you're making the right kind of content, it doesn't matter what kind of content it is, you know? Exactly. Like just being able to 
approach something, I think, and look at it and turn off that negative voice, whatever that is, whatever you tangible thing you can put on that thing, you know, because I'll admit that there are times that that voice comes into my head and it's like, I'll just walk away from something for the moment. If it starts to do that, I'm like, all right, obviously you're here and I can't work while you are here talking to me. So <laughs> I will come back to the, yeah. post, to the, whatever I'm doing because it's too loud. Yeah. All the time I have, like, it happens to me at least once a month where I have to, like, just, like, stop everything I'm doing, not post online, not write, just take a break from all the stuff and just, like, go, like, usually it ends up being, like, because I'm number one input, you know, like a very high input time for me where I just want to read a lot of books and watch a lot of shows and go on lots of walks and just kind of, like, think for a while. Um but it is, it's like, it's a very delicate and like sensitive feeling where you just feel very vulnerable suddenly, you know? And, um, and I feel like it just, it continually pops up for all of us, but when you're able to like, look at it and realize that's what it is and know that like, and I felt this way with most kind of like phases of my life is that they're very cyclical like you have highs and lows they come again and again and when you're in those low points knowing that like you are going to circle back up to a high point again it makes it much easier to not try and I think sometimes like fighting it is sometimes the worst thing you can do you know and instead of just like allowing it to be and allowing it to exist and going you know what I'm not going to try and like show up and perform like I'm not feeling this way today and instead I'm just going to let it exist and let it be and then know that it'll circle back around again you know yeah I think definitely knowing it because that's when you can spot it it helps because then you can, you can put a title on it. Okay. That's my imposter syndrome coming up. I'm having some self-doubt. I'm having some fear. I'm having some anxiety, whatever that is. And then now this is a low. It's going to, this is just, I'm in a dip, but it's a roller coaster ride. I'll be, you'll be doing the climbing back up again in no time, but allowing yourself when you have those dips, like you do, like, all right, I'm in a dip right now. So I'm going to go take care of me and do self-care because that's the thing I can control. (laughs) And, you know, and it's so funny because in the moment, it really doesn't feel that way. And it's very hard to like think logically about it. But like, I always have to like remind myself that like, this isn't an emergency, you know, like there's just this feeling of like, I have to be here right now, or I have to like show up and make a goofy TikTok or something like right now. And it's like, no, you don't, you don't, it's not, none of this is an emergency. And like, you can just stop and go take care of yourself. And I, but I have to actively remind myself of that, especially as somebody with anxiety, like it just kind of spirals out. And I feel like, like imposter syndrome and anxiety are like nice buddies that just kind of work together (laughs) really like mess with your head and it can just make everything feel so heavy and um and like it's really hard for me sometimes to like pull myself out of that I know logically that what I'm thinking isn't true I know that like everybody doesn't hate me and that like, you know, everything I'm doing is awful and I will never succeed. And like all of these things that I like those thought processes that just start happening regularly. Um, But it's very hard to tell yourself otherwise 
in the moment. And so sometimes I'll have to even just go as far as saying like, it's okay to think these things right now. Like don't add on to your to-do list, trying to like out logic, these emotions (laughs) down to the emotional level and deal with those feelings instead of trying to deal with the logic behind them. You know? Yes. That's so important. Being able to just tell yourself, like, I know this shouldn't be happening, but it is. And just Mm -hmm. stepping back and being able to watch it happen and kind of pay attention to that because it does, it passes. And once it passes, you know, like it's, I I can't explain because it's just a feeling because I know I've Mm -hmm. gone through those where it's like, you just have to sit and do the things like yeah TV. That's usually when I'm I'm more curled up with Bravo. Was <laughs> like, that I? the worst time too? When there's like a deadline coming up or a promo happening or something that you Always. want to be? I want to be have my brain working. I want to be on fire. I want to feel good about myself, and it's just not happening. And it's like. Yeah. it's the worst. It's the worst when you can't like, you can't change that. But like, then, you know, and week later, you're going to be like, I'm writing all these words. I'm doing all these things. I had all these people tell me these things and I actually believed it because I'm in a good place right now. You know, (laughs) all of that stuff. And, and, you know, you will hit your stride again. And it's like capitalize on that time Mm -hmm. and don't fault yourself for the time when you're not feeling that. You know. I think too, like, and reminding ourselves um, that we're enough because a lot of times I think we go out seeking external validation because we don't think we are. And you, mm-hmm. and this is where it comes to, I think like having that support group, whether it's family or friends or writer group, or like our friend group that we have, that is such an important touchstone because I think for, I know for me with our writer friends, like it's that if I'm feeling any spinny outy, I will come into that group chat that we have because I know that I've got three other people that get it and hopefully are not in the same place that I am at the moment that they can be like, oh, okay, here, you know, they'll like there'll be some type of juicy goodness that comes from each different friend at a different time. And the mm-hmm. same with my husband or with my writing partner in LA, like there are different things that I know I have set up for myself because if I have those moments that I'm starting to question what I'm doing, looking at myself as not enough, comparing myself to anything on my social media as my mm-hmm. self-worth, that's usually if I get to the third one, that's when I'm slapping myself in the face and going, no, <laughs> we're not going to be this person. It's so hard <laughs> you know how many times you hear it, it's like, don't use other people as a goalpost for your own self-worth, but it is it is so hard not to. And I think especially for like neurospicy people, like most of my life, I felt like I survived by trying to mimic those around me and judged like what was worthy of my attention and not based on what other people wanted, you know, especially as a kid. And now seeing this in my kids of like, being like, oh, I guess I should want a pink room or I should want these things. And like, this is what it means to be like successful at whatever my role is. So I'm going to look at these other people to inform me of what I want and how I should feel. Mm -hmm. And so 
like once you're aware of that and once you get older, like that can really mess with your head because all of a sudden you're looking externally for the answers to how you're feeling yeah. inside. Um, and then when you start compa- adding that with comparisonitis and like the, all of the people potentially succeeding around you, that can really just like mess with your head because you're yeah. going, well, I, I need to be that. I need to be this. I need to be this amalgamation of like 50 different people's success stories in order to feel successful myself. Yeah. Uh, and that will just kind of break you, you know? Yeah. And, you know, as you're saying that too, I think about anybody that is high competition in their personality. Mm. Um, so whether you just know you are competitive by nature, or if you've gone through Becca Symes classes and coursework, and you know that you have competitive in somewhere in your top 10 strengths, but especially yeah. top five, because that for me, I my top number three competition. So mm-hmm. I yeah. am aware when I'm looking at things that if I start to get I have to have the gut feeling moment when I'm looking at something where I almost get the excited rush that I think I'm missing out for me to be a fireman where I'm like, get out the hose, put out that fire and step back, get a glass of water and think about what you're, what you're looking at. Because sometimes I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my competition wants to get in there and it's like, no, 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 you need to pull it back. And then your competition is probably the one that's playing on your imposter syndrome too, where it's like, I see these other people doing Doing things, doing that, compete with them. And then if I'm not doing that, then I'm like less than or don't count as much or I'm an imposter. Yeah, exactly. And so I know so many people that are just competitive by nature anyway, that they, you know, that's, that I've even noticed them with certain um, like big promotions or there are different like group promos people get involved with that I've seen some big authors that have just gone, I know myself well enough that I know my competition enough that I'm going to say no to this because mm-hmm. I like all of you and I don't want to end up getting mad at everybody because I don't win. <laughs> I'm like, that is so big as someone to be able to say with something, but that is someone who's self-aware. And I think that's the other thing is being able to know with imposter syndrome, you have to be aware how you're feeling, how it's making you feel, but also mm-hmm. being self-aware enough to pull yourself out or to know it's time to phone a friend. It's time to walk yeah. away from the computer and mm-hmm. take your dog for a walk, take yourself for a walk, go out. If you don't live with another person, go to your local coffee shop and sit down and treat yourself and read a book, have some time mm-hmm. for yourself and remember all the things that are and fantabulous about who you are, because that list is going to be way longer than imposter syndrome list. <laughs> and you know what's another good thing you can do that only we have the power to do that? is put it into a book. <laughs> like, exactly. I, I feel like this it. is a unique author coping skill <laughs> that only we can do. But like when you're just feeling like really low or really crappy about yourself like put that into a character or put yeah. make a character feel that way yes. like and it and it just kind of frees you of that feeling because you can just kind of like give it to someone else yeah but that's <laughs> and the, where your journaling comes in with that too and we we're talking about journaling like pull that journal out write about how you're feeling or make it do the same thing about a character look at it as like a, as a third party looking at something but journal about it get it out of you so it's yeah. not festering because I think that's the thing is we hold it in so much because again, you know, 
I'm 40. I shouldn't be feeling this because I'm also in the, my, I'm doing, I'm a mid-list author. I shouldn't have imposter syndrome. Yeah, you should. Because we all do and we're all going to fight it and it's okay. (laughs) I just like, it tickles me to know that there's some of the most famous (laughs) (laughs) are just like so many of them when they start writing the next book go like, do I know how to write a book? Who am I? Yeah. You know, it's like you're Stephen King. What do you mean? Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, like where, where did Brown you, you feel that way? Because I knew yeah. like me. Yeah. Every time. And I, cause that was my every time moment with this last one was realizing like, I'm in that place that I always get to. And it's right here. It is mm-hmm. in revision. It is right before the editor that I question who am I to do this? Yeah. This isn't, it's crap. It's horrible. And yes. then I get always, always that's like that's part of the writing process. I feel like, really? like <laughs> and then you get to the, like first you draw the first draft and then you revise and then you hate it. <laughs> you know, it's I like you, it's part of the recipe that's baked into the book. I'm, I'm in and the then my strategy on. is always I hot potato it over to someone else to read, like a beta reader or a critique partner and then have them get like someone that I'm not actually looking for heaps of feedback on just someone who's like more cheerleading before it even goes to developmental edit but just like yes. someone who just like holds on to it for a while that I feel like is doing something productive with it so that I can kind of step away free that part of your brain and I'm like oh actually this was like this is a pretty good story. Who put this line in here? That's how me. <laughs> I, I always tell people like, cause I meet so many authors, especially if it's their first book who are like, uh, I, I hate it. And I don't know, you know, and I'm like, this is, first of all, this is like normal, but it's also like expected. And I always tell them like, if you pick your favorite movie, right. And then you watch it multiple times a day, every day for a week, you're going to hate that movie by the end. It could be the best movie in the entire world. But if you have to be that close to it, watching every scene, like picking apart, like the clothing and the set and the language, by the end of it, you're just, it's going to be the worst thing ever to you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it doesn't actually mean it was a bad movie. It just means that you're so close to it now that you need to step away and forget all of those details so that you can come back to it and appreciate it, that it's a good movie again. Yes, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, that is and, yeah, that's, imposter that's, syndrome. That's pretty much that's imposter syndrome, you guys. Like That is yeah. what it is. And I think we would love to know if you have ever had imposter syndrome and you're listening to this or watching it on YouTube, um, tell us about it in the comments. Just let us know if you have and if you dealt with it, how you dealt with it. Because yeah. especially if it was one of the ways that we didn't talk about or if you do like have a, some special treat or routine that you do for yourself, tell mm-hmm. us about it because uh, how do you get yourself out of that? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, I think this is the last episode for uh, Mental Health March. It is. This is that. And yeah. we'll be, should we announce what our April theme is going to be since it's the last we should. one? should. I think it'd be fun. Friday. Do you want to announce it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is a very me topic and I'm super excited. It is very exciting. Um, 
April is going to be all about engagement tips and tricks and all the techniques that you're probably already watching on all of the most engaging videos. We're going to break them down for you. Talk about the different engagement tropes and kind of archetypes that happen. And, um, and we've got some funny things coming up. So I'm very excited. Awesome. That'll be so awesome. We're hoping to have a special guest this month. So fingers crossed. If not, we are aiming for one for May, you guys, but definitely I think April having the engagement tips and tricks, it is something that will never get old to me because I think all of us can always pick up something new in that conversation, a different way to look at things, a different perspective, something that you can be using. uh, And they always work across whatever future social will pop up. Like it plays onto our very primate, primitive brain. (laughs) Yay. So make sure you guys come back and check us out for those. And also if you want to know more, we're over on Patreon, Sustainable Socials, but we have a Discord group. You can come in at... I think it is at our $5 tier and you get access Mm -hmm. to a community where you can come in and talk about that imposter syndrome. And you've got a bunch of people that are right there with their hands open wide, ready to help you out. So we're Mm -hmm. always there. Yeah. Yay. All right. Well, we will talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us on the Sustainable Socials Podcast. If you'd like even more social media and marketing support, mini coaching, one-on-one coaching, and a private online community, you can join us at patreon.com slash sustainable socials. And we'll see you next time.